everybody. Welcome to Bamcast Extra, episode 73. I know. Getting up there. Mm-hmm. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And if you're new to Bamcast Extra, let's just explain the premise of the show. It's uh, <laughs> it's the Bamcast, but with two less people. Uh-huh. And, and no second half. Yeah. It's just, it's one half. It's, it's sometimes one movie, sometimes more. But it's basically movies too long for regular Bamcast, or we get just really dumb ideas that the other two guys would probably go, no, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> Pretty much. So, I mean, plus our rules are a little looser sometimes. Yeah, a little looser. We're not watching, we're not hanging out watching the movie together. Right. So we're getting alternate takes. Every once in a while we do yes. cohabitate and watch sometimes. The, the movie. But, but usually separate. I'm just saying, like, you know, some of our rules that would uh, nullify a movie for Bamcast Prime are allowed on here sometimes um yeah like the aftermath for an example that's Um, a good example yeah and (laughs) and then yeah we do dumb theme things and also some you know occasionally cross into some that are they a bad movie like you know the the first beastmaster is a beloved movie and we covered that so yeah Yeah. but it was necessary to get to the sequels (laughs) yes it was it was very necessary (laughs) uh so we're kind of in the middle of one of those dumb themes right now Mm -hmm. we are doing pulpy you know 1930s yeah, like comic strip, comic pulp strip, novel pulp novels, kind of. Yeah, yep. And there was just a glut of these things in the mid '80s, and we kind of started it with Sheena a few weeks back, mm-hmm. uh, but didn't run with the idea then. And then last week we did Biggles, All right? And then this week we decided to watch the 1985 canon film, King Solomon's Mines. Yeah, I, I we were going to do ones that just completely failed, but this one actually got a sequel, so. It got a sequel only because they filmed it the exact same time. Sure, there was there was no like it's a hit. Let's let's make another. Yeah, okay. It was we have another one of these. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. So yeah, this one wasn't a one off. This one actually did get a sequel, but doesn't really count because it was not based on box office. It was just based on yep. we got two more weeks. <laughs> let's make another movie. It's kind of like how Blue in the Face came about after Smoke. It was just like uh, we're finished early. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that was also mostly just outtakes, like yeah. things that may have been in the final movie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, King Solomon's Minds. What what a delightful film from the mid '80s mm. uh, that I saw in the theater. I, I have never seen this. Never seen it. No. Okay, interesting. I saw it in the theater when I was ten. Thought it was dope. Uh, probably saw it a hundred more times after that when it came on cable. And then for the last twenty five years, had not seen any of it. So it was like coming back to it for the first time. Although I very much remembered certain bits of it. Sure. Okay. So. Uh, let's let's talk about a couple of behind the scenes things. Uh, one of the writers of this film is Gene Quintano, who has the most ridiculous filmography. Uh, he he also wrote Sudden Death, the Jean Claude okay. hockey movie, but he also wrote three Police Academy movies and also Loaded Weapon One. Um, all right, so which three Police Academy movies? Uh, three, four, and five. Uh, all right, yeah. So. He's kind of responsible for the decline of the series in sure, a way. Sure, sure. Um, he also wrote Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah, all right. Which has been circling the radar here in the Vampcast studio for I a think, while. I honestly think it's just because we like saying the title of that movie. <laughs> there are certain movie titles that are so dumb yeah. that you just Well, can't. that just has such a dumbest premise. I don't think the movie's sure. going to live up to what we think that movie is. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, it's a canon film. It very much feels like a canon film. It's just a a stew of ideas and just thrown against the wall. I like that choice of words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. Brings up some imagery that happens later in this film, but uh, stars Richard Chamberlain Mm -hmm. as uh, Alan Quartermain adventure hero. Now keep in mind this, the source material for this was way before Indiana Jones came about. I I understand. However, right. 
this movie is such an Indiana Jones ripoff. <laughs> it's, I mean, they do little spins on certain things, but there are certain bits that are just lifted straight out of Raiders and especially out of Temple of Doom. Yeah. Uh, for better or worse. Uh, Sharon Stone is also in this. Yeah, early, early Sharon Stone. Early Sharon Stone. Uh, here's a fun story about Sharon Stone being in this movie. Uh, according to the Electric Boogaloo documentary, mm-hmm. um, Menachem Golan was like, get that stone woman. And so they cast Sharon Stone. And then he was like, no, I was talking about Kathleen Turner for rom- romancing the stone. And they were like, uh, shit. So, <laughs> so they had this actress that no one wanted to be in the movie. She also didn't want to be in the movie. So she was a pain in the ass on the set the whole time. So she hated everyone. Everyone hated her. Great. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah. so mm-hmm. I I'm mildly curious about the history of Sharon Stone because most people don't know her prior to. I mean, if you're astute, you'd say Total Recall, sure. It, but most people would say Basic Instinct, right? I understand she was in what? What's the, isn't it a Wes Craven movie the about witches or something? Uh she was in uh blah 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 or, Deadly Blessing. Yeah, I want to say like, yeah, maybe not witches, but some sort of coven cult thing. Yeah, it was like devil Amish people. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, like she'd done a few she worked indie things in the eighties. Yeah, and then things like this, but it's just it's a it's a weird career trajectory where it's like. She'd been around for almost 10 years before it was like people were like, hey, her, mm-hmm. you know, so just it's kind of weird. Yeah, she'd done a lot of TV movies. Right. Um, but I mean, there was really nothing you could point to movie wise. Except maybe irreconcilable differences that she was in that someone would say that lady get her. I mean, so right. I don't know. She had been like an extra in a couple of other canon movies, so maybe that's what they thought he was talking about. Okay. And they just looked up in their files, like who did we work with? Name Stone. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know when the right time to approach this is, but I, I will go ahead and say, like, I have generally never been a fan of Sharon Stone. Like, nor have I. Um, it's. I'm not I'm not I'm not necessarily speaking ill of the human. I don't have a problem with her. It's it's she's part of that Hollywood pack, uh, like old school Hollywood pack where it's like, hey, you're pretty. We'll teach you to act, you know, <laughs> or just keep being pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much why I don't like Michelle Pfeiffer. I understand Michelle Pfeiffer can from time to time, I think, do better than Sharon Stone has done from time to time. Sharon Stone has done some OK movies. She's usually not the strong part in them, in my opinion. Um, and like I said, it's, it's unfortunate because I feel like it, it happens, it happens with females in Hollywood more than males. I mean, sure. There's some pretty boy, bad actors out there, but it just seems like because of the Hollywood system, you get this a lot more with females and, and, and this movie, I mean, it doesn't do her any favors in my opinion of her because they 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 make her completely awful. Um, she is the worst. Yeah, uh, I was I was halfway through this movie and I was I was kind of furious and hit pause and walked away for a few <laughs> minutes and texted you. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I I responded with an animated GIF of Kate Capshaw from Temple of Doom because as you. I, I was just sending you the gif and letting you figure it out, and you responded correctly that yeah. she is capshawing times ten yes. in this movie. Yes, and it's really annoying. Like she, 
she is it it's like she's not a functional human being in right. this movie. It's like how did you how did you ever get from point A to point B without just falling down the stairs and breaking your neck? It's Yeah. I mean it, it it's it's one thing to damsel and distress somebody, but mm-hmm. it's like she's not it, the the other forces aren't doing this to her. She's doing it to herself. Yes. She's continually walking into terrible situations. It it's different like like good female companions to James Bond, Indiana Jones, whatever, will get into some shit because the bad guys kidnapped them or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. tr- classic damsel trope. However, like, I don't like it when it's just like, I'm screaming and, oh, I got kidnapped and, uh, you know, it's, you know what I mean? Like, th- this yes. is just so fucking annoying because it it's just, she is just. It's, it's uh, the worst component of this film by far. Yeah. Like. So I would say like there are there are four main actors in this Richard Chamberlain, Sharon mm-hmm. Stone, uh the two bad guys are John Reese Davies and Herbert Lom mm-hmm. from the Pink Panther movies. Uh of those four, she is far and beyond like the weakest link of this. It's mm-hmm. it, it yeah, ish. I mean, okay. Yeah, I I just think like the other three are going for it in a way that works for their character and she is going for it in a way that is just like you were the most embarrassing human being I've ever run across. Like yeah. Like she's she's like a blank slate of a person, and it's just like someone just pushes her into frame in the worst way possible, and everything goes horribly wrong, and then everyone else has to deal with it. It's not she's not ever just innocently like grabbed or taken or anything like that. It's always some dumb shenanigan that she ends up getting captured or grabbed, and then she's yelling at the one guy who's trying to help her the entire time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and. To me, all right, so I will still defend or forgive Temple of Doom Mm -hmm. for Kate Capshaw Mm -hmm. because Indiana Jones is still Indiana Jones. Right. And the, the, I think the primary thing I like about that is, again, I feel like I'm I'm skipping right to how I would sum up this movie. That's fine. Is, we don't have to go scene by scene on this. (laughs) Like Indiana Jones, it, it, and 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 I'm I'm skipping Crystal Skull because I only saw it in the theater and I haven't seen it since, and I honestly don't even remember what the driving force behind it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm skipping that because most people pretend that didn't happen any anyway. Yeah. Uh, but the primary three Indiana Jones movies, he is always on a mission for a purpose, mm-hmm. and Alan Quartermain in this seems to have no purpose that isn't selfish, either because I want to bone Sharon Stone or I want gold or diamonds, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing noble about anything that anybody's doing in this. And Temple of Doom works because I mean, look, Raiders of the Lost Ark, he starts off like I have this connection friend, you know, they were looking for this thing. I'm going to take up the quest. Oh wait, shit. Nazis are looking for it too. Mm-hmm. I've got to get to it before them because fuck Nazis. Right. Second one. It's like, it's even more altruistic because he's literally, falls into the shit and then is helping poor villagers, yeah. you know, because save the children. Yeah. Save the children kind of thing, you know? And it's like, it feels even not the, like stopping the Nazis from getting a, a no. holy weapon is a unnoble task, but it's like, he just kind of stumbled into a plot and had to stop it. This one's more like I, there's nothing driving me except for my good nature to go help you say, get these stones back. Yeah. And the, and the third one, it's like, what happened to my dad? Oh shit! There's Nazis again. You know, it's like, <laughs> like man, you know, you know the, what I mean? The pitch <laughs> meeting for the third one. You know what I'm saying? It's like there, there's, there's, 
there's noble intentions in yep. all three movies. And yes. so Cape Capshaw being a, a, a flailing damsel foil in the whole thing really doesn't affect it. It's like, well, you're annoying. However, you're just in the way, right. you know, like for something that is still kind of good here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think that's why everyone likes the other two much better is because, like, you know, Karen Allen and, uh, you know, I mean, she's evil Nazi lady, but, <laughs> <laughs> like, they're they're competent females. They're yeah. not, like, eh, you yeah. know. Panicky idiots. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so, like I said, I mean, it's just, like, at at, at its core, it's, like, there there's nothing compelling about this and, and or this character, the way he's portrayed. And I'm not talking Alan Quartermain's billions of pulp no novels and ever, everything else. I don't right. I don't care about that. I'm right. saying like in the way it's portrayed in this movie, it's like you're a selfish asshole who isn't doing anything. Like, yeah. See, I, they don't. The thing about this movie is that they just thrust you into it and like something mm has -hmm. already started and then you're just you're just going. Right. This movie does not take any time to explain its story whatsoever. Basically, what you can pick up in the 14 seconds of exposition that you get in the entire film is that, okay, she has hired this dude. He's a dude for hire. Mm -hmm. He just knows the terrain and they're looking for her father mm -hmm. and come to find out the proto Nazis have taken her father. One thing leads to another map to King Solomon's mines. Okay, get to the mines. All right. Yeah, because you get a That's... little you get a very, uh, very much the way it's shot. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark ripoff scene with her dad and his little assistant guy in like a Turkish bazaar antique mm -hmm. shop kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then he's just kind of like, oh, could this be the map? And he's like, Shh. and then, you know, John Reese Davies walks in and is like, haha, I'm evil. Shoot. You know, and yes. like translate the map now. John Reese Davies hates Alan Quartermain. Mm -hmm. Flat out hates him. Like murder him on sight is how he feels about Alan Quartermain. Never explained why. Sure. It is just Alan Quartermain. I fucking hate you. Now I must kill you. And that's consistent through the whole movie. It's yeah. just like it supersedes anything else that's going on. He's just like Quartermain, you know. So like, OK, so I, I said Turkish. I honestly don't know where the fuck this movie is supposed to take place. Like King Solomon's minds are a somewhat mythical thing anyway that yeah. I think was not didn't have a specific place it lived. But is this Egypt? I guess I mean. I, it's it's definitely an African country, right? I mean, everything outside of a city is very much Africa, mm -hmm. but then you have you know Muslim praying and things like that. And it's like okay, well, yeah. where where are we? Because I mean, like they continually refer to John Rhys Davies as a Turkish bastard or mm -hmm. whatever like that. So it's not in Turkey because that wouldn't geographically make sense, right? But there's no sense of like where the fuck are we? No, you know, just foreign country. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, look, the other the other problem I have with this, and, and you know, okay, fine, I will slightly attack the character of Alan Quartermain. Is his whole shtick is you know British African woodsman thing? So it has this whole gross colonialistic overtone thing to his entire character, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just. It's just gross. Like, I mean, it's, just, you know, I, I know it's a different time, blah, blah, blah. You know, I get that. I, I'm just saying, like, watching it now, it's like, this is weird and gross. And yeah, anyway. All right, fine. Well, I'll, I'll stop bitching about it. And we'll continue no, on fine. with the plot a little bit. No, you're fine. Um, I, I, I See, I mean, the thing about going for explaining this movie plot point by plot point doesn't make sense because mm -hmm. it just not in any way in terms of style or anything, but kind of like how... Uh, 
the Dark Knight Rises, I always feel like that movie kind of just comes up behind you and pushes you throughout the entire movie. Like just you're on this wave through scenes. Basically, this movie is kind of that because it just goes from bit to bit to bit. And for the first two thirds, anyway, it is like nonstop actiony things are happening. Mm -hmm. And I, I realized like by the third or fourth action sequence, I was like, I don't even know why this is happening. Well, I mean, honestly, their their opening scene doesn't even make sense. No, because I mean, not not the setup of like, here's the map. I'm evil. Ha ha. Yeah. But they come to the city wherever mm -hmm. it is that and I mean, it's, it's Alan Quartermain rolling up um, with his uh, African Bushman fellow uh -huh. friend. Um, um, Bobo was it? Um, I don't know. He has two names. Yeah. This, they, so. they, they keep. Yeah. They keep saying it differently. Anyway, just, you know, he's like they're their bush guide mm -hmm. and is afraid of technology and doesn't seem to speak any English except for later in the movie. Um, because he's actually a whole different character altogether. Um, but, <laughs> um, so they just roll up in the city and they're like, well, you know, you go out here and make camp or whatever. We're going to go in here. And, and, and he does kind of say like, why are you going in there? And he's like, eh, like, there's really no reason. Like, right. there, there's literally no reason for them to go in the city, but he does anyway. Yeah. Um, except that she has hired him to take him to, what is it, like, the House of Isis? And I mean that in yes. the Egyptian... It's god, just an antique cat, store. ...cat god, not <laughs> yeah. in the, you know, yeah. the beheading kind of way. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, her father went to go meet with this antique right. dealer, and but like they have to go through the city, which is basically like, hey, all the bad guys are here in the city, and some cannibals and some other shit. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like Moss Eisley times five. Like, why the fuck are we here? Except we have to go meet this guy, right? Um, so of course, John Reese Davies and proto Nazi evil dude, uh, isn't his isn't his name Warner Wagner? Uh, uh, no, Bachner. Yeah, Colonel Bachner. I swear they kept saying Wagner, but I know they. I know they were talking about Wach Richard Wagner, yeah. the composer. But I, sw I swear he's they got a major boner for. He for, does. He's got a Wagner boner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wagner. Yeah. He wants to ride his, their Valkyries. Mm -hmm. or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so like they all see Quartermain, like Quartermain, get him, and you know, it, and this, as you said, it, this is like straight up lifted out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, like the the basket like, yeah. getting lost in the bazaar scene. Because they just grab Sharon Stone and wrap her up in a rug, and then it's just like, which rug is she in? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, this they actually go, I think they go meet with the ISIS dude first, right? Before the rug thing, because... Yeah, because they have to leave in a certain way. Yeah, okay, so like they go meet with him, and he's just like, what are you talking about? And, and I mean, he's literally like putting a uh, uh, mummification on a recently stuffed cat you know like i mean like like two day old stuffed cat you know yeah it's it's and, like I mean, rare mummified boy and it's just <laughs> it's just a mummified cat and he's just got this weird <laughs> kid skin face to put over it it's yeah i mean it's just this guy's pretty entertaining i like this guy um i know but the scene is like part of the like Pretty much the first reason I started turning on this movie, and, and I'll get there in a second. Like, I, yeah. So, like, I mean, this guy's a bullshit artist, essentially. Yes. You know, he's like, I'm selling antiquities that I just made myself. Um, yeah. But they start to question this dude, and they both get real racist real fast. And it's they like... They do. I'm like, you're the good guys. Like, yes. if, if you're... Like, even in, in older days... You know, when shit like this would be acceptable to say, mm -hmm. not acceptable, but, you know, commonplace to say. Right. Um, 
the the good guys would still typically shy away from it. I think they they most each, of the time they each hit him with one racial slur. Yeah. Um, they don't say it to anybody else in the movie, and you right. could say, "Well, they're just trying to piss off this bad guy." I suppose, but however, there is no excuse for it. Well, I'm saying, you know, like I said, it just it it. This is the kind of thing, like even in, in older movies, like you know the the bad guy would drop the in bomb because it's like, oh, he's bad because mm-hmm. he said the thing that was like right. you shouldn't say. Right. Anyway, so I, could, I do like when Sharon Stone says her racial slur at him. He just immediately is just like, "I am offended and I demand an apology." <laughs> So, <laughs> but Quartermain's like, she's, they're just trying to get this information of like, did you see my father? He's like, I don't know, maybe. And then he wanders over to a sarcophagus mm-hmm. and is like, do not sell. That doesn't seem like you and cracks it up. And he's like, formaldehyde that yeah. they didn't use that. And plus this is like still damp and cr- cracks open the mummy. And it's the assistant guy who got killed in the first scene, the, yeah. her dad's assistant. Right. And of course, like he was here. What the hell? And he's. I don't understand this, but he's clutching the statue thing, which is the map mm-hmm. to King Solomon's mines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why they put it in there, I don't know. That's that's well, they, why they left it behind with this guy, yeah. you know, and put it in there with the dead guy. Yeah, because because they you know they they obviously the bad guys captured her dad and they're like take, mm-hmm. you know you've seen the map take us there yeah um, and then. She, she takes it and just starts trying to beat the hell out of that guy with it. She she first hits Alan Quartermain with it. Right. So he's out of it for the rest of the scene, which I don't know. His reaction to that well, was pretty I mean, good. It's, yeah, it's like literally old school, like, you know, like I just got hit in the head. You know, I mean, it's it's fucking like this is like vaudeville level of yeah. like stunts here. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, like he gets cracked on the head twice and then he's basically like, stop helping. And then I don't really remember what happened. Something they are forced out of the store like i think people he, attack or somebody he up. uh well the, the the dude ends up with he's got him with two guns and then cordman pulls out a stick of dynamite and throws oh, it oh that's right and that's when john reese davies and proto-nazi yeah. uh or whatever yeah hair and, whatever his name is yes bachman uh bachman turbine overdrive whatever his name is <laughs> colonel bachner bachner <laughs> yeah um yeah <laughs> They bust in and like this, you know, they did this thing. He like he throws a, a long fuse stick of dynamite and he's like, you got 20 seconds. Yeah, you need to like, get out or yeah, or go chase that and try to put it out. Yeah. And um, so he's climbing up on top of all this stuff, trying to put it out. And so they've got him at gunpoint and they both just like fall on the ground and cover themselves. And they're like, huh? And the place blows up. Yeah. And then this leads to a slow car chase through the city. Although there's some stunting going on throughout this whole thing, although at one point he's a gymnast mm-hmm. <laughs> for some, there's like parallel bars between the buildings. Yeah, <laughs> but they they sort of kind of get away, and I think this is I can't remember, I I think the rug thing happened. The rug thing was before. But this. Was it before yeah. this? Okay, because he grabbed her. Because like I, I, they, the, they, the, the only reason I wanted to make the, <laughs> the thing about the rug is like you know they they do the like send the beggar children out and then separate them kind of thing. <laughs> yes, and so this guy grabs her, rolls her up in a rug, and takes him takes her to John Reese Davies. But literally like the dudes take her up there <laughs> present them to him and like kind of flop her on the floor and unroll the rug and then she just keeps rolling <laughs> like as though like it was like a, a hot Wheels zip car set you know like just like <laughs> you yes. know and so she just rolls off rolls onto this awning and rolls onto the ground and just like keeps rolling and then mm-hmm. I, yeah it's just it's ludicrous it's just kind of like um I mean, if you did this to get away, cool, but you haven't done I don't done think any- she did. I think it was just you didn't <laughs> momentum. Any- you didn't do anything competent throughout the rest of the movie, so I can't imagine you were like, combat roll, keep rolling, rolling. Yeah. Get away. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's 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 fairly ludicrous. It is. And- yes. But they, man, so I, I don't, 
I don't know how specific I want to get about things in this movie, but I do want to say Richard Chamberlain is on board for all of this bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like he is having the best time. Yeah. And he's doing a lot of crazy, insane shit to it. Now, a lot of it is a stunt double. You could plainly tell. And a lot of it is really bad rear projection bullshit. Mm -hmm. I mean, really bad. Yeah. But there's still some stunting going on that is just like they you might have died doing that. (laughs) Um, So there's and he's got some weird catchphrase. Like he says it a couple times because at one point he gets caught. And I, I laugh so hard at this because he like he gets caught and they're leading him away. And he's like, mind if I smoke? And he just puts a stick of dynamite in his mouth like it's a cigar. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was the funniest. Like, just like, I'm doing a thing. But because you don't speak English, you have no idea I'm being jokey about it. So but it I, I think he starts doing it because the the antique guy got up to the the dynamite at the last second before it exploded mm-hmm. and says i've got it and then he blows up right and then for some reason quartermain says this throughout the rest of the movie whenever he's working with dynamite he just grabs a stick of dynamite and right before it explodes he goes i've got it and then he throws it at somebody i don't know who he's taunting with that or why he's doing it but it's funny to me <laughs> just gonna okay. remember this antique dealer who blew up in his own <laughs> shop by shouting his last words over and over again <laughs> but so basically, he came they're like, peace and he went in pieces. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's a bunch of stunting and crazy shit happening in this little tiny town set. And then they finally get out of there. And I, I don't. At some point, they're just like, we got to get the train. And I'm like, all right, get the train. So they it just becomes all right. Let's go get this train. And. You know, they, they set up a car in front of the train to stop the train. The train, the Nazis on the train are like, don't stop. Well, so well, first, like, OK, so they're driving along in this car and they've got, you know, they've, they've met back up with their friend. And then, like, at a certain point, they stop for something and then he refuses to get back in the car. And right. he's like running alongside slash in front of the car because mm-hmm. he's, you know. And, and they so, just are like, get in here. And he's <laughs> well, just like, no. Well, <laughs> and he says the line something like, he's like, uh, he doesn't trust any any mode of conveyance that doesn't eat or yes. something like that. Yes. or Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just, um, but yeah, so yeah, they they just got to get to this train, which is like it's like a five car long train. It's mm-hmm. like the tiniest little train. Yeah. Um, but they just so they have to like you know because their their ruse doesn't work, so I, they have to run along and, and catch the train. It feels like some like they're like the antique dealer did cough up some information and said they're taking your dad on this train to so and so maybe because that feels like the only reason they would be like we have to get to this train because. Yeah. Yes, the dad is on the train. He is, absolutely. Um, being maybe, tortured. Maybe that's what he said. But yeah, it's just a train filled with Nazis. Mm-hmm. And it's just, this just immediately becomes jokey stunt spectacular on this train. Like, it's just, Quartermain is just like, I'm going to go over here. Nah, I, I better go under this train car. And then a Nazi's like, I'm going to follow you under this train car because that's what I do. Because so, I saw Raiders of Lost Ark. So yeah, so they're just, you know just this tiny path underneath this train car that they're chasing each other through. And then they get into a fist fight in this little, you know, tiny space. Mm -hmm. And he's like pushing his head down through the opening, trying to get him to drag. And he's also holding his head out the side at one point. There's a rock coming and he, and he made his reaction, like his face reaction (laughs) shot of like, Oh no, was was pretty good. Yeah. Um, he he just throws open a door at one point. He's just like, yeah, there's <laughs> just a million Nazis in there right. with their guns uh, ready uh, to pair. OK, so I, I, all right, I want to I want to bring this up because I want I want to follow the path of how they go through this train. OK, OK, so they climb up on top of like, OK, so it's it's engine 
passenger car, mm-hmm. um, like uh, it's like a flatbed flatbed car, but it's loaded up with sandbags and machine guns facing off in either direction right. to fight off the so-called natives yes, or whatever. Because like, occasionally they will show up and try yeah. to fuck up with this train. Um, that it's another passenger car than Caboose, mm-hmm. and that's that's the entirety of the train. Yep. Okay, so. They're able to park this car. They're like, the train's going to stop. The train's going to stop. No, it doesn't stop. Right. So they do the run up and grab. They So they're able to run to the side, mm-hmm. directly beside the machine gun nest car. Yes. Grab onto the side, mm-hmm. climb up. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the passenger car sees them go up. Nope. Sit on the top of this. He climbs. He's like, all right, you two wait here. And he climbs down, peeks down, is able to climb down the uh, the side where the fucking machine gun nest car is. Still nobody sees him. Uh-huh. Does the under the... Well, some one person sees yeah. him because he chases him. Like, that's when he's he's going under the train car, mm-hmm. under the machine gun nest car, yeah. and fights this one dude and eventually, like... Bashes knocks his him, face yeah. in a rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he... Uh, He's fighting and like there's a steam valve and he like blasts him with steam right. in the face and he falls off and ah, yes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so finishes going up there. This is when he gets to the second passenger car. Has his little. He's got a little sawed off shotgun thing that he carries on, the, on his side. Yeah. He has that at the ready. Busting the door, he goes ha! And all the Nazis are immediately like. <laughs> You know, like every gun, and he's just like, "Oh, what great reaction times!" And like pushes one of their lugers out of the way. And he's like, "Good job, guys!" And kind of like, sort of half-heartedly, like says something, a couple things in German, and then grabs a bugle, yeah, and starts. Oh, what the fuck is he playing? No, I want to say that was a different car. I want to say like the, he went through the first passenger car doing just fine. That. He just walks in and goes, "Hey!" And then just starts playing the bugle, and they all do Camptown races or whatever, and. He just go. He just goes through the car like that. Okay, maybe there was two passenger cars. Yeah, because yeah. all right, I thought because I remember he grabs a bugle. Yeah, and he plays Camtown Races, and they're all just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're do, all do just da, like whoever, whoever the fuck you are. Thank you for coming and brightening <laughs> brightening our day with your musical number. <laughs> and then just like puts the puts the Trump you know, bugle down and is like, yeah. all right, cool. Um, and then and maybe yeah okay maybe it's the next car he busts in and it's just like yeah, yeah. yeah. oh and shit <laughs> yeah every single gun pointed at him and, and he's just like oh very good good right reflexes and yeah. you know speaking See in ya. english you know like, <laughs> like they're gonna fall for this like all you have to do is talk with the german accent and they yeah. will believe that you're german no um they're just like yeah you you sent here to test our reflexes cool yeah <laughs> they're always Wunderbar. doing this yeah um the, the natives show up at one point and attack the train, like, with mortars and shit. I mean, mm-hmm. they're pretty well-armed. Uh, Nothing seems to come from that. No, no. Uh, it just it just fucks up some Nazis is what it does. Yeah, because, of course, Sharon Stone... Well, all right, so their their, their bush guide friend is just, like... I mean, second he gets on the train, he's, like, covers his eyes. <laughs> yeah, like, he's just sitting on top of the train. Just And so she's like, looks over, like, okay, you're not going to be a help. And, of yeah. course, because she's Sharon Stone, mm-hmm. is, like... I can't sit still and climbs <laughs> down and, and lands in front of the machine gun nest car. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Hey, and they're all like, and yeah. she's, she's like, like, yeah, you're right. She does out. know a little bit of German. Yeah. He's sitting right over there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, it's just like, hey, hey boys. And then something like, uh, I, I, I look, I, I don't know much German, but I think she said something like I'm, I'm the girlfriend of uh, whatever mm-hmm. doctor or whatever. Yeah. And then it's just like, you know, tells the tickle under the chin and it's just like, bye, see you. And, <laughs> yeah. And they all, of course, fall for this. Because, yes, they do. Well, she's blonde, and but maybe she has blue eyes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, 
God, there's also a bit where like this giant German is fighting Richard Chamberlain up on top of one of the train cars with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Okay. So he he gets down to the caboose, which is where they have the uh, her dad tied mm-hmm. up, and they're you know doing the evil Nazi slash Welsh Turkish <laughs> torture move. You know yeah. that that old chestnut. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I whatever you know, John Rhys Davies is wherever yeah. he wants to be from anywhere. Except he's actually from Wales, but <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, and they're like, oh, gouge out your eyes and pop them like grapes, and mm-hmm. they say this like eight times. It's like, yeah, we got it. We're gonna pop out eyes and squish them like grapes. Yeah. Um, but Chamberlain is like up at the top, like looking through the little, he's watching, you know, skylight type thing, mm-hmm. and and then just that, yeah, they sent up, you know, air hair. Bear man, it's <laughs> just giant burly dude. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just got a sledgehammer, and they start fighting, and it's like, do you know Richard Chamberlain's up there? Like, because the, this guy's whacking the car pretty good. You might look up and go, like, who's who's whacking the car? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. But that, I mean, that fight isn't even resolved. Like, really. Quarterman gets away from him, and then what happens is, is that their their guide friend, yeah, uh, like when the the tribesmen att- attack the train, he's like, maybe I should get up, yeah, and attention. he runs along the top of the train cars until he gets to that dude who is just like, well, I, and uh, and all like they, they took out the machine gun nest yeah. car because like he just walks through a bunch of dead Nazis, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> again, proto Nazis. I think this is like World War One era, is, but whatever. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's just World War II. It's, it's easier. Yeah, uh, they're Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, he just he gets up and is like, all right, I will I will fight this guy, yep. and I he just ends up like, you know, hucking him off the back of the truck. It's, sure, there's nothing fancy about it. It's no. just like, hey. I'm I'm a big dude too, but I'm cooler. So. Yeah, but like so, Richard Chamberlain is up there, like peeking in this window mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on. Sharon Stone is just like gets right in front of the window. Is like, hey, what's going on? And then like the train kind of jerks a little bit, and she just falls through the window. Of course. And so Nazis are immediately like, get her. And yeah. so they're pulling her down, and she's yelling at Quartermain, like, how dare you? That might have been what sent them, made them send the burly Nazi Maybe. dude up there. Maybe because like he. Didn't, he yeah. didn't fall down. He was just trying to grab yeah. her legs and pull her back up. But. I mean, it's it's difficult to go beat by beat for this movie because it is like literally an action scene every seven seconds. Right. And and like I said, most of it is nonsensical. Like you don't know why it's happening, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is still pretty good. Like actiony wise, it's there's but, some good stunting going on. But it keeps cutting away from like important story bits because yeah. all right, because they now have her and they're like, ha, we'll take her eyes out and pop them like grapes. And, you know, if you don't tell us what we want to know. Right. And then they cut away and apparently he spilled the beans because then like after a friend dude has thrown the burly Nazi off the back and, you know, I guess John Reese Davies and Bachner like, fucked off to wherever they went yeah they they were like, we, we got the information we're good <laughs> um we'll hop off the train now i guess um because yeah they just so- suddenly go away as i understand and then yeah, they're, they're just, just they're, not there they're just un- untying him and he's like i'm sorry i you know talked and it's like did you we didn't see it you know like, well okay so you're forgetting a strange bit of unpleasantness is that there's this weird fat nazi who has in their absence has decided he's just going to keep beating on him right which yeah okay <laughs> so yeah, yeah so there's this we've seen this one dude a few times and he is just conti- this is he's just beating him is like this is for not talking sooner blah 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 and then he's just like yeah, well they, they, they keep beating him with like um like riding a riding crop kind yeah. of thing and then like breaking it over yeah. him and like look what you made me do again <laughs> again <laughs> yeah herbert Lom was getting ridiculously upset about it every time like look what you made me do 
It's like, not look what you made me do by beating you, but you broke this stick. So this guy is just like, yeah, time for the sex now. And Sharon Stone's like, you pig, I would not have sex with you. And he's like, I'm talking about your father. And this dude's like 85 and beat to death. And he's just like, Yavon, yeah. <laughs> and also this dude's a proto-Nazi. I, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know if you know your history, kids. Uh, not homosexuality not generally uh <laughs> condoned by the nazi party <laughs> yeah one one of those one of those things they were like yeah let's let's get rid of all of them yeah they, they were they were they were about getting, getting rid of lots of people but you know, yeah yeah they, they were on the list too so quartermain is back underneath the train car at this point and there's an opening in the floor big enough right under this dude's balls where he can get his sawed off shotgun up there and just fucking shoots the guy in the nuts mm-hmm. and he goes flying up to the roof and then back down yeah so they should all be covered in blood <laughs> and gore, <laughs> yeah. but they're not. No one's really bothered by what just happened either. They're just like, oh, okay, you're here now. Let's let's get off this train. <laughs> he no nuts. He crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they like they detach the, the car or whatever, and they come to a stop or something, and mm-hmm. they, they tell their guide friend, okay, take take the dad away, yeah, go take him, take take him, him somewhere. The, well, they, they, he offered the, like, you can come stay with the tribe or yeah. I, I guess where he's from. And he's like, no, we, we've got to push forward, take him and get him medical mm-hmm. care. So like that dude's done. Like yep. we're, dad's safe, whatever. Mm-hmm. We never see him again. Yeah. And then it's just a series of misadventures as these two go through and encounter various people. And they first come across this, this Nazi camp and it's just, Hey, Sharon Stone, go pretend to be a lady by that plane and distract the Nazis. And so she does. And then that's a stretch for her. Yeah. And (laughs) Chamberlain bops them on the head. And then she just hops in the plane and just starts driving it like a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. Well, he's like, I'm going to spin the prop, you know, because it's it's, the it's the, you know, pull start style mm-hmm. old bold plane and he's like push the red button she's like i am pushing the red button he's like push it harder yeah and then apparently that means push i'm assuming that was like the throttle or something she was just like pushing it out all the way and he's like let off the throttle she's like what do you mean ah, i'm useless now you know yes. and yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> like you know the one button you were told to push maybe don't push it as hard i think it's probably what he means but you know just yeah just, just simple basic logic uh so Plane out of control, uh-huh. driving all over the place. The Nazis are like, get that plane. He's just kind of running around, hiding behind blades of grass. Like, okay, don't don't find me. And then eventually jumps onto the wing of the plane. Mm-hmm. She figures out how to take off. And then is like, I know, I got this. It's just like driving a car. However, <laughs> look, I mean, again, maybe she was just being uh, difficult because she didn't want to be there and all mm-hmm. the other like I, so while we're while I'm on the subject I want to break up there there was a couple times where there were shots left in the movie where Chamberlain would kind of like reach for her like either like not in a gross way because I don't think he was interested right you know <laughs> yes yeah so um and she just like literally like very obvious not the character her the actress was like don't touch me yes there were several like recoils yeah. and like don't touch me moments throughout this moment oh when movie. he was helping her into the plane yeah she immediately was just like don't you touch me and it's just like the fuck he's helping you into the plane like yeah there there yeah. were several recoils where it was like look i you know it's i'm not saying manhandling a lady is the thing to do period appropriate this guy would be touching her mm-hmm. you know in, in 
yes you know chivalrous or you know possibly chivalrous or milady style ways you know what i'm saying <laughs> See, like you know and and like yeah. i said as a real behind the scenes i can almost guarantee you richard chamberlain was not interested in you in that way yeah um <laughs> so I, i'm just saying like it's like there's i hate to say it but i like i i am in tune enough to movies that even if i don't i didn't know that backstory mm-hmm. and i could still tell that she didn't want to be there it's same in this it's the same way that like i could tell that uh what, what the fuck was it we're the millers like how much jennifer aniston didn't yeah. want to be doing that movie yeah you know so, and it just it comes through in people's performances yeah because she seemed to be on autopilot whenever anyone touched her she was just like don't you touch me yeah you know it's just like yeah okay but i'm saying like okay i, I said all that to say mm-hmm. when she's i know how to fly the plane if you look at her the actress doing something she is just wiggling the stick like a person who's never played a video game before. You know, like, yes. it's just like, no, that plane would be going every, I mean, no, it's not like, you know, there's no cruise control or whatever the equivalent is, but still, mm-hmm. as much as she was wiggling around back there, that plane would be doing barrel rolls and yeah. diving and, you know, it's yeah. like, and it's like, I'm acting. Right. You know, like, <laughs> but so the thing about this, like once they take off, everything is in a studio rear projection. Sure, like, yes. There's, there's no oh, actual I, footage going on here right. of any of this. But so, there's just another proto-Nazi up in the sky, you know, mm-hmm. fucking Brown Baron or whoever. <laughs> and <laughs> he's just like, so you want to play chicken? Because at this point, Sharon Stone is just covering her eyes, not doing anything. And Chamberlain's like, pull up on the throttle. And she's just like, no, 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 mommy, mommy. mommy. You know, she's just mm-hmm. like not paying attention to anything. So this other dude is like. And he's still not in the seat yet. He's still hanging no, on the wing. No, he's still hanging on the wing. Yeah. So this other dude's like, all right. Let's play chicken. Let's do this. And then, you know, because she's not paying any attention whatsoever, she never backs off. And finally, the Nazi has to back off. Mm-hmm. And then they get into a situation where the two planes are on top of each other. And the dude's like, where'd they go? And then because Chamberlain is still dangling on the wing, he ends up kicking this dude in the head a couple of times, which knocks him out and crashes the plane. Mm-hmm. It's it's real dumb. <laughs> yep. So eventually he's able to climb into the plane and, uh-huh. and but I get guess them away. They, you know. At some point, they were shooting at the plane when they were trying to escape enough yeah. to damage it because then she's like, it's leaking and yeah. something. And uh. yeah, so they and he's like, oh, hold on. They had to crash that plane. <laughs> well, they had to get like real close to the ground. He's like, we better bail before this yeah. hits because it could blow up. Right. And so they jump out and have like 30 seconds of conversation and then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, And then is this when they get picked up by the cannibals? Yes. Yeah. So they're just like, they walk like four feet and then it's just, hey, I th- this I guy they, could be friendly. I thought they camped for the night or something because maybe there there was some point where they were officially starting the romantic thing because like there's some point where she wakes up and she's like, I had a dream. And he's like, oh, yeah, what about it? She's like, eh, never mind. And it's like. <laughs> Okay, gee, uh, I wonder yeah. if it's about him. Yeah, um, <laughs> kind of, kind of style dialogue, and then yeah, M- yeah, maybe there maybe. was a montage of just time passing and, right. and that thing. But yeah, so they they come up on this this group of people, and it's it's the cannibals who were in the the town at the beginning. Like they encountered this dude. Mm-hmm. He was just in town on business, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> cannibal business. buying buying supplies for their giant cannibal pot. <laughs> What does that cannibal holocaust? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, a deal for you, sir. Uh Yeah. Yeah, So uh, it's just a bunch of bullshit. And uh, long story short, they end up in this giant pot. Yeah, they they like think they're getting they're talking the way out of it. And then hold hold on. They they literally end up 
in a Bugs Bunny mm-hmm. giant boiling cauldron yeah. with carrots and shit in it. Yeah, for flavor. <laughs> it's it's a huge cauldron mm-hmm. filled with vegetables and water, and they just dump the two of them in it. I <laughs> I I understand. I'm just pointing out that other than Abbott and Costello, <laughs> I don't think this has ever happened in a live action movie before. Well, there's good reason why it's probably not a practical thing to do. Really? Is because of the way uh, Alan Quartermain decides to get out of this, which is sure. he, he goes under the water to look for a way out. <laughs> I'm also going to go on record that it's not it's not really feasible in a movie because they put them in completely clothed, including yeah. his shotgun bullets yeah, and everything. And I'm like, good. that stew is <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm that not going to eat. stew is fucked. I'm not going to eat it anyway because it's, it's people, but. <laughs> but say, not just that. It's people who are wearing poison. Cannibals <laughs> say people taste like chicken, which makes begs the question, why not just eat chickens? But however, I'm saying all that aside, yeah. you've gone from chicken noodle into chicken noodle and saltpeter. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's going to go badly. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes under looking for a way out, decides that they can rock this cauldron back and forth. Mm-hmm. And what's amusing about this to me anyway, is that so they're just doing this thing where they are pushing this cauldron back and forth and it is clearly teetering back and forth. And the 10,000 cannibals that are in this scene are just like, this is sweet. Check this out. They're all just like cheering for this. And I don't know why mm-hmm. until it eventually tips over and starts rolling down a mountain. And then they're like, oh, fuck our dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's just to be clear, Chuck, it's 10,000 maniacs. It's there are fine young cannibals. Ah, yeah. I get them confused yeah. all the time. Sorry. So, yeah, there's then a shot of this miniature cauldron <laughs> rolling down a hill, and they have put them in, like, this weird dryer contraption where the two actors are just fucking spinning around. You know, spins, like, with with some of the leftover stew, yeah. or stew water, or whatever, yeah. you know. So, I mean, I... <laughs> uh, uh-huh. They get down to the bottom of this mountain or whatever and come to a stop. And then she's just like, oh, God, everything's moving. And he's like, maybe this is moving, too, and just starts to make out with her. And then, like, a lion shows up and it's just like, I'm going to watch you guys fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, wait him out. He'll get bored and go away. Come on, let's keep fucking. <laughs> so- <laughs> are you going to are you going to hukuna hermitatus? <laughs> this lion like literally just puts his paws down on the on the lid of this this cauldron and puts his head down like this is sweet. <laughs> I've never seen people in a cauldron to fuck before. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a real bad time to have sex, but they apparently think it's the right time. Yeah, well, They're also yeah. both dizzy as fuck. I can't imagine what, <laughs> what that's like. I guess that goes, you know, if you're into the auto asphyxiation shit, <laughs> maybe an easier way is just get in a cauldron and roll down a hill and then have sex while a lion watches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. The Nazis are nearby somewhere blowing shit up and all the lions go, oh, shit, we should leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still have our pride. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah so okay um from this point on i don't know where the fuck this movie goes uh, yeah okay so they they the lions fuck like yeah. they literally brought it brought in lines literally for almost no purpose other yep. than like hey we are actually maybe in africa or something yep. i don't know um 
but yes, the lions hear explosions or something and they, they fuck off to wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't even know who it is that's fighting. Oh, because the, the, the proto Nazis have made it to the cannibal camp and they are massacring them. Oh, they're, okay. they're just machine gunning them on, just grenading them and just blowing them all up. Sure. Okay. So that's what they hear. Yeah. So they're like, I guess we should probably not fuck at a cauldron right now and, and keep, yeah, keep going. And so they go. head off into the woods. And I believe this is when they're picked up by the bungee jumping tribe. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> they're uh, yoinked up. <laughs> like, okay. So first it's, it's like to, to not to undersell it, but like Sharon Stone has been like, why, why Quartermain would let her walk behind him at any point? Because. This is about the fifth time she's been yoinked away from behind him while he's in the middle of a conversation. Mm-hmm. But this time she's she's walking behind him and like dude comes out of a tree like bungee jumping style upside down <laughs> and Spider-Man's are up into the trees. Yep. And then he just turns around and is like, uh, where'd you go? Uh, what the hell? And, <laughs> and then another person comes out and y- yoinks him up into the trees. Yeah. Cut to they're happy and living in fucking Avatar land. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're by this babbling brook. And she's she doesn't have a shirt on. Is like where it's she's got this frilly outfit on, and she's got her hair is permed. And yeah, it's just and like she's just like big smile on her face, and they're <laughs> they're bungee jumping in and out of the, in and out of the scene, handing, handing, her, handing her like yeah, like <laughs> then he comes over and they're like he wore they washed my shirt. And they're like yeah, mine too. And it's like <laughs> he's like maybe you don't want to put it on just now because it's kind of hot. She's yeah. like all right, and then yeah, guy comes out whoop grapes like. Yep. <laughs> You know, a bunch of grapes. And then, like, they're like, hey, so, uh, you know, it's, it's real peaceful here with this water and everything. And then, like, Bungie jumped down. Here's a flower. Yeah. <laughs> and then, they, they, you know, they keep cutting away to, like, this tribe just lives hanging upside down, basically. Like, yeah. and that's how they interact and stuff. And one of them explains, like, this must be the, the well, he, Ubuntu tribe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was the, the, it was the Debian tribe. Um, and. <laughs> It was like they're the guardians of the minds, according to lore, and they decided they didn't like the way the world was, so they decided to live upside down. <laughs> Which no, that's yeah. bad. You're going to die. <laughs> oh, they they were the uh, the Joffrey <laughs> Jeffrey from uh, Toys R Us uh-huh. a tribe because yeah. you know, turn that frown upside down. Right, uh, Lionel Playworld. <laughs> Lionel, that's what it was. Playworld, yes. Um. <sighs> yeah. So uh, yeah, they bring her like this diamond crown, uh-huh. and there yeah. she's. She's just like, I guess I'm the queen. I I don't know. And he's just like, yeah, this is pretty sweet, but we should probably go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we got we got mines the to, mines sh- to find. Show so. up, uh, start fighting these guys. Um, which <laughs> which they most of them just come down and yoink the the Nazis up into the air, and then are just dropping them at random points around. And, and John Reese Davies and Herbert Lom are just like, nah, uh-uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> we just need to get out of here. <laughs> Fuck this. But yeah, so uh, they uh, they yoink uh, Chamberlain and Sharon Stone up again and deposit them at the end of the this area that they're in. And mm-hmm. They're just like, see Bye. ya, yeah, yeah. And they get to this uh, this this like the fi- <coughs> like they the, were like I thought this was the final tribe guarding. Like all right, yeah. First off, this is like plot wise. I know these are pulpy. Like, don't try to make too much sense of this. But mm-hmm. look, King Solomon was not native to this place right (laughs) Right. i mean i believe he was israeli yeah Yeah. um so why would these tribes for thousands of years agree to guard this place Um, like what kind of weird 
deal was made. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. there's a certain logic of like, why would these people be sacredly guarding this place of yeah. some invaders from long ago? At, certain, at a certain point, you figure one generation would be like, nah, fuck yeah, that. Like, <laughs> we're cashing out. Like, wait, we know how to go in there. I mean, we're not really much about the materialistic shit, but let's get the fuck out of here yeah. and, you know, start our own Wakanda here. Yeah. Because we'd have fuckloads of money. Yeah. Why don't we just take those jewels yeah. and, and be fucking rich? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so like there is one final tribe guarding this place and they kind of, they're the less friendly one. Like, let's just say their greeting style is a lot less friendly because yeah. they kind of get in and it's like, you know, it's surrounded by spear point, you know, and then like drug to the center of the, of the, yeah. of the village. And out, I, I out. keep in mind, like the whole time, the, the, the reason they're going this direction is because they're told like the statue, this little mm-hmm. ISIS lady statue was the map to King Solomon's mines. And so the entrance is between two mountains that are basically tits. Mm hmm. So it's just they have been heading towards these giant breasted mountains for forever. And this is just like they can see the entrance. But at first, there's like this clearing where there are a million tribes people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they just immediately get taken at spear point. Yeah. And, t- and drunk to the center. And out comes the mud cake voodoo queen lady <laughs> uh-huh. who is just like on the island. Yeah. <laughs> the, like not doesn't speak in English and there's never no. subtitled. So who knows what she's saying? Which she, is, you know, she, yeah, she's just shouting at and them then, and, and all the, the tribesmen go, yeah, hooray. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Um, I'm not real sure what their plan is, except like they actually do kind of escort them on their way, except I guess they're just like, yeah, go ahead. Give a fucking try. Cause we're, you know, there's booby traps everywhere. No, be, no, because no? they, they take Richard Chamberlain and hang him upside down over oh, the alligators. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Shit. I, that's right. I was like, how do they get out of this yeah. shit? Yeah, yeah sorry, so there's a, there's a giant like James Bond alligator pit of of doom and they hang Richard Chamberlain over it and are just slower slowly lowering him down while mm-hmm. everyone's just losing their minds this is the best show ever uh and Sharon Stone is just trying to talk to Mudcake Lady like please listen I love him <laughs> I really love him let him down and she's just like ah! you know and so Richard Chamberlain gets his arms free and somehow gets out of this and it's just chaos after that. It's just like, well, no, this is, I, I, I remember how they get out of it now. Cause, um, all oh, right. His friend, yeah. U, uh, Umboto or however you say his name Umboto. shows up and is like, Hey, I am actually the true king of this place. Look at this. And yeah. it opens up his, like, you know, he's been wearing like a animal tunic thing mm-hmm. and he's got some sort of burn, burn like, brand thing. Tattoo. He's got a brand type thing yeah. on his stomach and everyone's like, Oh shit. And bowels. And right. it's like, you know, it's the true king. He's, yes. he's returned. But, <laughs> Mudcake voodoo lady is like not having it. She's like, I don't give a fuck. I, I'm here to lower dude into, you know, crocodile land here. Um, <laughs> I've been fucking waiting for a while for this. Yeah. And he and anyway, he and Sharon Stone like go up and like kick some people and rescue him. And mm-hmm. and it's like, you're the king or something. And, and now he speaks perfect English, yeah. too. You He's know? like, yes. Yeah, and because I know it was before clues to get you through. Before it was just like, hey, I kind of say a few things. But now it's like, hello, I'm now James Earl Jones from coming to America. <laughs> like, look at my perfect you know, <laughs> English diction here. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then he's just like, yes, come with me. And I don't understand it because if this, this guy's like leading this tribe, that's, you know, job is to protect this place where he's like, yeah, come on. I'll show you how to get through all the traps. I guess he he took a side job to 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 work with Richard Chamberlain and in his absence, Mudcake or maybe, Lady. <laughs> or maybe he's like you know, hey, better you than these assholes over here. I yeah. don't know, but yeah. 
So they, they just start going through all the all the booby traps to which this guy knows how to you know get through them. Yeah, we don't even see half of them because he's like he's just leading them to different places, right? And then you know the the Turks and the Nazi dudes are following, and and it's like pretty close right behind. They yeah. get to the entrance of the cave. Well, no, because like they they fall into some things like there's just traps in the middle of the ground, which he much as just let them around, like you know, oh, spike yeah. spike trap things that. They never, he never was like, hey, watch out for that. Right. You know, they just walked a different way. And, and there's a point where there's like a moat or something kind yeah. of. He's like, no, no, we need to go around yeah. this way. And yeah, they, they get to the entrance of the cave and all, all of them are on the other side. And, and he's like, no, no, you just come on, let's go inside. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. They try to go through the water and some shit. Oh, there's quicksand and shit. They, they get stuck in the quicksand. Most of them get stuck and are screaming and uh, John Reese davies just mows them all down with a machine gun. No, no, for that, I want to point out that the first, like, okay, oh, so right. the, the, the head dude, the head uh, Nazi dude is about to start and he's like, let me out. And then his dude, whose like literal job was to carry his Victrola on his back yes. with his, with his Wagner disc, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really a record per se, but yeah. um, you know, is like sinking and he's like, this guy's like, help me, help me, please. And like doing a really bad you know, German accent. He's yeah. like, help me, help me, please. And then he's like, save my Victrola, save my Wagner. And then like, this is like, you know, bloop, 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 yep. you know drowns. And he's like, and John Reese davies has been giving him a shit. Like, please turn off the music yeah, the whole he time. Can't he's, stand it. And he's just like, oh, well, at least we don't have to listen anymore. Wagner, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But yeah. But, but yeah, like he mows down the rest of the Germans uh, who are stuck in the in the quicksand. And then he's like, "Do what I do." And then he just uses their bodies to get across the quicksand. Yeah. Now he had he had he had like uh, foreshadowed his heel turn at some point because like he turned to one of his uh, little henchmen at one point. And he's like, "I'm going to kill this fucker as soon as I can. This, yeah. this, this shit's going to be ours." So this seemed like it was his heel turn. Like I'm going to mow all your people down. And he kind of points the gun at, at uh, Buckner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and he's just like, "All right, follow me." And yeah, he just uses them like the turtle shells and in, in frogger to like <laughs> like let's just get over this quicksand yep. and, and so he doesn't turn on him yet no. but he's still killed all his people yes um it's really down to just him colonel bachner and like a, a guy like yeah like one or two of his <laughs> yeah. his henchmen right at which they get to the mouth of the cave getting ready to go in and bachner's like nah i don't need you and just machine guns John Reese Davies mm-hmm. and this other dude and so now it's just herbert lawman and one other guy and they go in yeah so, you know, I mean, it's they get into King Solomon's mind, basically. Yeah. And they're like, sweet. Look at all this loot. Let's take it. Well, Let's yeah, because there was also like a another little stone stepping stone thing. And he's like, don't don't d- step on the obvious stone. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's one red slash bloody stone. He's like, yeah. hey, maybe don't step on that one. And that's like the only one that triggers this thing where like the center set of stones fall out. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know what happens. It's never explained what's in the water. No, it is. Oh on yeah, the that's way right. Out it is. Yeah, that's right. Okay, because <laughs> one one person triggers it and yeah. go and just sinks down. And you and just you see just a lot see, of bubbles. Yeah, splashing. You're just like, oh, it's uh, piranha or something. Right. Um. But yeah, so they they get in and just are like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's load up on this shit. Um. And but the 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 witch lady is still in there somewhere, and she does a thing to where she seals them into the mine room mm-hmm. and then st- starts lowering the, the spiked ceiling, of course. Right. So it just becomes, how do we get the ceiling not yeah, to crush us re- now? Reverse trash compactor. They're in a stone doorway that mm-hmm. has an overhang on it. They would have been fine there, but they, they instead go out to the center of the room and try to figure this out. Eventually they are able to prop the ceiling to where it doesn't murder them. Okay. All right. So I've had a lot of nitpicks. Uh-huh. I, I have another one here. Okay. Um, you're Solomon. <laughs> You have made a 
giant treasure room full mm-hmm. of the things that were important enough to travel uh, this far to hide. Yep. Why would you put a collapsing ceiling that would crush everything in it? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I I've mean, never, like, I've never understood any of these treasure. No, rooms no. I mean, things. so like the the you know the the trap room with the spike spike room or whatever that trope is like doesn't usually happen in the treasure room right. itself. It's usually like a place before it. Or a fake treasure room. Like, this, sure. maybe this wasn't the real treasure, and aha, you get crushed for it. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, at least, like, Egyptian mummy movies, like, they were usually smart. Like, the actual treasure room was guarded by, like, you know, scarabs or something. Sure. You know, it's like, they're not going to fuck with the treasure. They're just going to eat you. Yeah. You know? This would literally destroy everything in the room. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I mean. It's yeah. like, it, it. okay, it's just dumb. Yeah, it and is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, so, so they're, like, you know, trying to pry it up. Like, there, there's one pretty good effect, because, like, they get some... They act like this thing is really heavy. Like they they get this uh, lid to one of the treasure chests yeah. and like prop it up in the corner and you know and they're doing this whole thing like all right, watch my fingers. Okay, do this and they prop it up and he's like all right, hopefully that'll hold. And they're just kind of sitting there and they're like man, sure hope that holds. And then like crack and it's like <laughs> shit, that didn't work at all. Yeah, I, I just like for all the ways that this movie wastes time and doesn't make any sense. I like the fact that this takes so long for like literally like man, I sure hope that oh fuck. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, yeah, there's something kind of comical about that. Yes. Um, eventually they do stop it though with like barely any room to spare and then immediately the room starts flooding. <laughs> no, they, they're literally at like it, it, because the spikes have hit the bottom, like it, it's a poorly designed spike room because usually like this, it's spikes that have a hole for them to go into. Yeah. This is like big, like stalactite style one. So they, right. they just literally hit the bottom okay, of the floor. Okay, so they couldn't go any further. Yeah, they couldn't okay. go any further. Yeah. And so they're like, whew, I, we're okay. How the hell are we going to get out of here? And he's like, don't panic, you know, just, we'll be fine. And all of a sudden that's when the rest of it starts filling up with water, mm-hmm. of course. Yep. And then it's panicky time. and She's like super pissed at Quartermain, but then also decides this is the time to profess her love for him. I don't think he heard her. Yeah, he's, no, because he was already underwater yeah. and dying. But uh, this is right when Herbert Lom has lobbed a stick of dynamite at the room, mm-hmm. which blows the door open and all the water, and the two of them go flying out of it. Right. And then they're out of the movie for like a good five minutes or so, mm-hmm. because Herbert Lom goes into the room and is just like, Mine. Fuck the Nazi party. These are for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking all this shit. Well, the, they like Quartermain and uh, whatever, Sharon Stone, whatever, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Jesse. Jesse. Um, like loaded up on some diamonds in their pockets. Yeah. And maybe the soles of their shoes, but I, I don't know. And uh, yeah, they didn't load up a lot before the Yeah, started. they were just like, yeah, take that's cool yeah. diamond. Take that. And yeah. And so the, they're blown out of there. And then despite the spike strips and the water rushing out of there and all that, everything is basically back intact and Mm -hmm. the ceiling rose back up. Yes. Because yeah, he's just in there like I'm filling my hat and filling my pockets. I'm filling everything. And then John Davies Davies shows back up and is like, I'm not dead. You forgot about the Turkish invention of, I guess a bulletproof vest of some sort. (laughs) Yes. And he's like, you should do better next time. Now I want you to load up your hat. I want you to load everything to capacity. Now, start eating diamonds. Eat he's like the stone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? No. <laughs> he's like, what good are they going to do in, on the inside of me? He's like, when I get you back home, I'm going to slice you open. And then he like points a shotgun at him. I'm like, I, I, look, I mean, there's preservation of life. And then there's like, do I want to swallow some diamonds and then get cut open to have, you know, probably alive? To, yeah. Or do I just want to take a shotgun to the face? Yeah. Shotgun me, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> if this is the end. Yep. Just deal with it. I don't need another, like, you know, a couple days of, like, with diamonds <laughs> rattling around in my stomach. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, but he makes him eat diamonds for a good minute or two. Yeah. <laughs> and he's always he's he's always very pleased when he swallows one like okay that's it right and he's like eat another and he just looks so what? offended like how dare you I, do, I ate that one already so <laughs> i man i don't even understand this something something tri- okay now I remember mm-hmm. the the witch lady is the the now ruler of the proper kingdom and the witch lady are kind of chasing each other through the hallways mm-hmm. and she just like is like check this shit out and jumps down a pit and explodes and I was like what and, <laughs> and then this fucks everything up in the cave so like there's a cave in mm-hmm. that pins John Reese Davies. And so Herbert Lama's like, haha, I'm still not going to shoot you like I should in the yeah. face, but I'm just going to trigger more ceiling collapses and you're just going to get fucking crushed. See you, bro. Yeah. And so he shoots the ceiling a couple more times. All the rocks fall down, crush him. Herbert, Herbert Lama's like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gone. So this is about when Richard Chamberlain and Sharon Stone wake up mm-hmm. and they're like, OK, let's get out of here. So they go back across the the little stone jumpy frogger pattern mm-hmm. And Herbert Lom shows up behind him. And shoots and makes him stop. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Uh, Into your pockets. Put all the diamonds in my hat. And Richard Chambers is like, I have a better idea. I'm just going to put them on this rock. You come get them. So he takes all the diamonds that they had in their pockets and just piles them up on this rock. And he's like, nothing's ever easy. Okay. And then steps on the, the marked stone. Everything. He falls in the water. And then there's like, I don't know some dragony monster thing no it was a hippo and i couldn't figure out like it <laughs> like all right i couldn't figure out if it was a, like a stone hippo contraption that they just carved to look like a hippo yeah or if in the movie world that was supposed to be a real hippo oh okay that's the so as I, soon as you like when you, you barely s- see it yeah but i mean given everything that's going on it makes sense that it would be a hippo sure. that they're like no we're in africa yeah um but <laughs> yeah i just i honestly couldn't figure out if that was a really bad um effect like that was supposed to be a real thing or if it was just like no solomon made a, a hippo yeah. robot thing we didn't even mention there's a giant fucking spider yeah in this i was place gonna too. say the they bit off more than they could chew in this last third of the movie because like the alligators are kind of embarrassing that this giant spider that well, kills a dude crocodiles but yes yeah is is pretty embarrassing and then whatever that we can't even figure out what it was the hippo fake real stone yeah. whatever so yeah there's there's he, you know, King Solomon, of course, has enlisted mutant animals to live in his mind. Yeah, he's got he's got Shelob living in his minds because like this one poor dude. And it's like, I don't even understand. Like, did they just have one of the African dudes working for them? Because I think he was one of the bad guys. But this there's there. I mean, I'm saying there like he was they did have some guides at one point in time, but I thought they were all like, hey, fuck this shit. Because there was also a point where uh, the elephants yeah. stampeded and. And like basically all their their crew ran off, like right. the people that were guiding them. Mm-hmm. And so like I don't know if this dude was just like he was one of the more brave ones, or or you know he'd seen some shit. He, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He was just like just take away with their credit card. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Yep. And um, <laughs> sorry, this is a really bad dad joke. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I will use that punchline for any joke ever. It's the best. Um, anyway, so like, the, but this one random, you know. Af- black African dude I don't know what, what his nationality is but yep. wherever the hell they were um, like runs into the spider web yep. and like this big giant uh, shitty animatronic 
she lobs spider like i'm saying she loved because it's she lobs size not in quality no i mean it's it's this fucking like huge spider thing just like backs into him and he screams and it's like and we never see that again no one stabs it no one kills it no it never comes it's up it's just again. protecting that one cave yeah you don't go so down like, that yeah, way like you pick the wrong path that spider cave you, you don't go down you, that way you, you chose poorly yep yeah I, I don't know so yeah but yeah yeah so there's whatever maybe real hippo maybe not but all the bad dudes are dead yep not exactly because they go to like pick up the diamonds and i think i think their buddy guy is like i'm, I'm gonna stop trying to say his name um it's just like no leave those for the mountain or something like that yeah he's like no those belong to the mountain and i'm like oh, fucking hell like every movie about this shit always ends with someone saying no those belong to the mountain like why didn't you fucking say that at the beginning like why are we doing this why'd you take them there why <laughs> why did you just like why did you play along with any of this shit if you're the king of the tribe that knows all of this shit yeah it, it just it yeah just tell it, us in the opening it, scene it, it invalidates the entire fucking movie yeah. that this guy is who he is yes yes <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, anyway, like, John Reese davies still isn't dead, right? Because he comes No, yeah, back. he pops out one more time. He's just like, quarter me. <laughs> Is it when they, like, actually get out of the mine, it, though? It, they're close to the exit of the mine. Okay. Um, Yeah, he pops back out again and is just like, I'm going to fucking kill you <laughs> with your own gun. Because <laughs> he's had Quartermain's gun for a while. He got it from him at some point. I don't. I don't. I even, honestly don't know how he gets taken out. I, I don't remember. They, they kind of fight for a little bit with, uh-huh. like, because, like, John Reese davies has somehow, like, between getting shot and before before the cave-in, he has fashioned some sort of, like, oh, crutch. I, I remember what it was. Okay, so I remember how he goes out. They're fighting, and, like, this whole thing is exploding, and part of it collapses, mm-hmm. and so it becomes a big lava pit underneath of it. And John Reese davies is like, everything's exploding. Uh, <laughs> the king friend dude takes the Sharon Stone out and he's like no save her and yeah. and everything's blowing up all around him and it looks like they're trapped in this room and, and John Reese Davies is like if I'm going out I'm taking you with him with me and like dives at, at Quartermain and he just kind of flips and grabs onto this ledge yes and l- allowing John, right. John Reese to fall into the lava, at lava and then he pulls himself up yeah and then for like three minutes looks around like should I maybe walk <laughs> through the tiny amount of fire or die in a big giant lobby death you know yeah. like, I'm sorry dude but second or third degree burns are better than full on lava death. Yes. You know, just you know, yeah. pro tip out there for your survival guide. Right. Um, <laughs> they suck, but <laughs> yes, not a lot, lot one less, is better than the other, a lot less than, you know, than yeah. the other one. Um, but yeah, at, at a certain point, he pole vaults over the lava, right. Using his crutch thing. Yes. Okay. Right. And then just like burst <laughs> through some flames and then dives out of the mountain That's as right. it finishes collapsing or yeah. whatever. And continues exploding in some of the worst superimposed explosions I've ever seen. Like they're just they're just superimposing in like every explosion that they had in the library. Mm-hmm. Even though there's no like point of origin or anything, it's just explosions happening. And yeah, they they run away and they get back to the tribe that is now good because they're being run by the the nice guy. Yeah, they just had to get rid of mud mud witch. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all just like, hey, sorry about that. We'll, we'll see. Bye and. uh Quartermain and and Jesse get out to the, like the front gate basically, and they're just like, "It's a shame we don't have any of those those diamonds." And he's like, "Yeah, uh, well, huh? I I kept one." Whoosh. And then she's like, "Oh, that's weird. I did too. Ha ha." I was keeping one in my bra strap. <laughs> yeah, because he was like, "I thought you and your dad should have something," and she was like, "I thought you should have something for your troubles." Kiss. Yeah. Credits. Smooch. Credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, we talked about Holy that for a shit. while. Yeah, that's a, well, there's a lot of shit that happens in that. There is. There really, I mean, it takes twice as long as this movie plays out to talk about it all. And we didn't even talk about it all. I mean, no, there's a lot there's of stuff we left still out. Still stuff we missed, yeah. There was like this one motorcycle stunt where <laughs> I thought a dude died. Uh, I really, that, <laughs> If that wasn't a dummy, then somebody died. That, I mean, The dude in the sidecar wasn't a dummy because he jumped out. But the dude who was actually driving the motorcycle landed on the top of his head. No, other way around. Was it? Yeah. Was like, okay. Like the dude that was driving the motorcycle jumped off. Jumped off. All right. Like safely. All right. I mean, it still looked like it probably hurt a little okay. bit. But yeah, pro tip: <laughs> it's not easy to get in and out of a sidecar, so you, you would not want to stunt in and out of one. So I would hope that they do this and <laughs> yeah. put a dummy in there to begin with. Yeah. But yeah, this motorcycle <laughs> hits a bump and flips over completely and crushes this <laughs> dummy in the sidecar. Yes. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, let's see. I took some notes. I want to make sure. All right. Uh, I do want to say uh, Jerry Goldsmith's score, and this is really just for Jens, who's listening, but uh, <laughs> Jerry Goldsmith's score is it's really good. Like, it's a good adventure theme kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, the opening salvo is a little bit bombastic. Well, no, I just mean it's it's a little bit like it didn't even take them doing the directly copying Indiana Jones things where I was like, ah, this not quite Indiana Jones score is kind mm-hmm. of pissing me off. Well, I mean, it's not bad. I'm just no. saying, like, knowing, having a feeling going in that this was going to be a complete Indiana Jones cash-in thing, yeah. and then that score just kind of hitting similar notes yeah. was like, ah, yeah. come on. It, it, it calms down and becomes its own thing later. It does. I'm just saying that opening one was like, ah, oh, man, that is, yeah. it's not, it, there's nothing like da 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 about it. It's just no. like the, the, the instrument selection is a little too close to the same thing for Indiana Jones, I mm-hmm. think, is what I... Look, Yens will probably tell me a thousand ways I'm wrong, but <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so two other things. Okay, one, uh, if you want a drinking game for this movie, uh, every time Sharon Stone gets real bug-eyed and just says Quartermain, you know, drink, mm-hmm. and you will be fucking wasted because like she is constantly surprised that he has shown back up to do something, and that she says that line four or five times in that same exasper- exasperated way. So. There's that. Um, the other thing I forgot to mention during the insane train stunt spectacular is at one point he's being dragged behind the train, Indiana Jones style. Um, yes. And then he, yep. he pulls himself up and is skiing on the train tracks yeah. as the movie theme hits full blast. And I was just like, yeah, well, fuck whatever movie. This is fantastic. Yikes. It's the stupidest. It's so it's so bad, and it's all rear. Proje- I mean, like mm-hmm. there's a dude doing it at one point, but any shot of Richard Chamberlain is this over exasperated like in, mega, in a studio somewhere. Level. Yeah, it's real yeah. dumb. But someone actually pulled themselves up and is skiing along these train tracks. That man, Quarterman's like he's on rails. <laughs> it's real dumb, but so I, that'll I'll just let that lead into my rating. Um, I'm gonna give this two jocks. I didn't love it as much as when I was 10, obviously, because it's problematic and mm-hmm. kind of bad in a lot of ways. But I just in terms of just the sheer number of stunt setups in this, I can't fault it. It's it's not like they had an idea and they're trying to sell it with music and that's it. Like they're fucking going for it. Mm-hmm. They just cut out all the story beats. Yeah. They just go from stunt to stunt. And I yeah, I felt different things throughout this. I was angry at times like you were and really pissed off at Sharon Stone for every line of dialogue, but mm-hmm. I was never bored. 
and as as ridiculous as it gets, which is pretty fucking ridiculous, I still thought like the technical aspect of it was pretty good. You you had some mm-hmm. people really, ch- you know, yeah. as you look at a lot of canon movies, like we watched the Delta Force, and it was sure. like, there's a lot of stunting going on in this, but this movie's long and boring, and it's not very good. Well, in so many movies of theirs, like especially anything after like eighty seven, eighty eight, mm-hmm. it's like the thought of having some of these scenes where there's, 50, you know, hundreds of people in one scene. You know, like, and you think about some of their later ones is like you would never see more than twenty people exactly. In a scene. Yeah, so this this has scope. Yeah, it has it has credible stunts. It has. I, I still think Richard Chamberlain is on board and ha- having a great time doing all this and saying all his dumb puns and quippy things. Sharon Stone's the only weak link here. So, but that being said, it is a shameless Indiana Jones ripoff, and it it suffers for that. But I still think it's worth watching. Two jocks. Uh, all right. So I could almost pull a BJ here and begin sort of change my rating because I generally think of my rating mm-hmm. as I finish the movie. And then occasionally our talk will change me by a point or two. Okay. Um, but I'm sticking to my guns. But I will, I'm also putting an asterisk on this too. <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm giving this three bags. I did not enjoy watching this movie. Okay. But I think I really didn't enjoy watching this movie solo. Um, I can see that. And I feel like if we had maybe watched this for Banffcast Prime, it, it, we would have made some of the jokes we were making in a room, like, yes. you know, together, yes. and it would have changed my experience. But sitting there by myself where I was just constantly angry at everything Sharon Stone was doing, constantly angry at, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hate to say it because, like I said, I it pisses me off when people can't separate time from modern sensibilities. But there was some dumbass racist shit in this. Yes, absolutely. And look, I mean, I, I've explained. John Reese davies is Welsh. We've allowed him to be wherever the fuck he was from in whatever movie for so long. But they browned him up for this one. Yeah, they did. They kind of put some bronzer on him. And it was like, <laughs> you don't need to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just saying we, we have generally throughout time g- given him one of those like, Ah, you can be wherever you're from, like Lou Diamond Phillips style, be whatever you want to be. <laughs> yes. Um, kind of thing. You know, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's either from Canada or New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, occasionally Belgium. But, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I'm saying like, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just like I said, there there were some things that I just couldn't. I, I was like, this isn't old enough to tr- give it the true pass. Like if this had been a, you know, 40s or 50s quarter main adventure, it's like, well, yeah, obviously they you know, this was still the eighties. Like you should have known slightly better, especially not to, you know, do bad makeup like this, but yeah, but they, we'd come around to that for African Americans by that time, you know, like what's other than like something like, uh, things that were trying to make a point about right. it, you know, because what was there, what was there? The fuck's the C Thomas Howell movie. Soul man. Soul man. Yeah. Like there's dumb shit like that where it's like, no, we know we're fucking up, but yeah. we're trying to, we're using that to our advantage. Like yeah. we know this is wrong, but Doing, we hadn't gotten there for certain uh, ethnicities, right. you know, because like there was still some Fisher Stevens bullshit things yeah. happening, you know, this time period. <laughs> yes. So I'm saying, like, <clears throat> you know, I, yeah. In in the movie's defense, I will say that in the in the early city scene, like they they walk past a a slave trade going on. Yes. And so Shit, I made that was my one fucking note for this movie. Yeah, Thank you. Because like they walk by and he explains to Sharon Stone that, you know, like for a hundred dollars, you can own one of them for life. And she's like, that's terrible. And he he makes a joke like you could always bargain, you mm-hmm. know, like 
Ew, yeah, you're gross. Yeah, yeah, fuck off. But then later during the big escape, he makes a point to just fucking kick the slave traders out of the way and shotgun the locks off to where all the, the slavers are free. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. I mean, that was my one point where it was like, that was this sole act where it was like, there was no reason other than being good to do that. Yeah, because he like literally just jumps off the car in mm-hmm. the middle of a chase. And it's like, hold on a second. I'll be right back. And then goes and does that. And then just immediately jumps back in the car. It's like, OK, that's done. Yeah, yeah. That, that was his like one true heroic yeah. thing. I feel like in this entire movie, everything else was seemed self-driven. Yes. Um. So. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, the mild asterisk, because I feel like if I'd watch this with somebody not sitting in a room by myself, I might have had a different experience. But yeah. man, I was just. In my head, I could hear Mackie screaming, what? <laughs> like, a bunch. <laughs> His trademark, like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, just, like, every... Everything about Sharon Stone in this movie just pissed me off. Yep. And and I guess even it goes beyond behind the scenes, because it it's part fuck up, but you know what? At a certain point, just own it and do, yeah. your, do your fucking job, which is be an actor. Don't... Yes. Don't fuck shit up, you know? Like, right. And hey, you know, Sharon Stone, up until this point, you had not co-starred in a movie before. So this you could have treated this as a break. Right. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, even if you heard word of like, yeah, we didn't mean to cast you. It was a it was a mistake. You're like, I'm here now, so yeah, well, whatever. Kathleen yeah, Turner yeah. wasn't gonna do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. And also that would be fucking stupid because you don't I mean, okay, I was about to say you don't cast somebody from the movie in which you're ripping off. Except they totally did that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, but, they did. In fact, there's even there's even a point where he's like hurrying people along, and he goes ipshi ipshi, and I'm like, fucking dude, you should know better. Yeah, you were in the movie, and yeah. you said that shit in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Come on. Yeah, I'm it, kind of amazed that he came back in Last Crusade. Like he wasn't like punished for that. <laughs> sure, like dude, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You. Like I'm just saying, like when he said. Like, all of it was like, you shouldn't be in this because you were in the real thing. Yeah. But then when he actually said that line, which probably isn't even the right word for where he's supposed to be from, because he, abs- he absolutely was Egyptian in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. You know, and now he's supposed to be Turkish. Uh, it's probably not the same word. I'm just going to go on record that there's dialects and probably doesn't even mean anything anyway. No, it's probably, probably a fucking not. made up word, but. Fun callback. Anywho. Yeah. So all right. I, I see I start to get angry about the movie. I, again, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> Trying to talk myself out of it. All right, we have talked about this movie for two fucking hours, it feels like, so... Uh, <laughs> That's not that bad. Okay, yeah. but uh, so real quick, uh, thanks for being patrons, thanks for making the show possible. If you're not listening on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash bmfcast, throw a buck our way, you can get the show a month early, and be one of the cool kids, you know? You don't have to get be a Johnny-come-lately, you can be a cool kid. Uh, next week, we will be back with another pulpy comic booky thing from this era oh boy uh it's gonna be a good time so until then i'm chuck and i'm harlow <laughs> and this is pamcast extra out i don't know why i said it like Ooh, that <laughs> <laughs> i'm on drugs okay yeah